Welcome to Life Advancers Exploring the Core. I am your host, Chad Nedlin, and I'm excited to bring this upcoming series to you, Life of an Overcomer. We brought together some amazing people to share their stories and their journey with you to inspire, encourage, and lift you up in the upcoming days. Today, let's welcome our guest. Hey, good, 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 good to see you all back here again. Uh, we are having a little bit of tech difficulty with Patrick. He's supposed to be coming on here at three. And there's a little tech hiccup, which there always is in almost every event, but that's okay. So right now, we're just going to go ahead and we're going to talk about an overcoming life until Patrick's able to get that squared away on his end. And what is it like? I mean, what, what does it really mean to live the life of an overcomer. To live the life of an overcomer means that when obstacles come our way, we don't stop. You know, we, we don't stop. So let's just let's just think about this. We're we've got to learn how to be lazy quitters, right? But never to give up. Um, by lazy quitter, I mean it means we we don't keep pushing really hard at doing the wrong thing. We say that's really hard and it's not getting me a result. Is there a better way, right? We, we overcome because we don't keep doing the same thing that isn't getting us a result in our life. We overcome because we persevere. We don't stop, we're consistent. We're, we're able to push forward in the hard times, but how do we develop that? How do we get to a point, like many of the people, you've heard their stories, how do they just keep going when life gets hard and complicated? Well, the main way to do that is they make a decision. Did you, did you notice that reoccurring theme that we've been hearing over and over again? They made a decision to do a certain thing, to accomplish a certain thing, to make it to a certain point. And as a result of making that decision, that's when stuff started getting powerful for them. That's when they started to make some serious change in their life because when they did that, they cut off the other options. They said, I gotta keep going. I haven't got where I need to be yet. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep pushing. I'm gonna keep striving. I'm gonna keep working my plan until I get there. And if there's a different way, a different shift, you know, maybe we got a shift. It doesn't mean that we get lost shifting means you change gear, but you're still going in the right direction, right? Think about like a car. We shift the gear. We make everything operated at different momentum. Everything's connected, but it operates in a slightly different way. The gearing changes in which we're able to keep going in the same direction that we choose. We're still in control. And I want to make sure that you guys are catching some of these little lessons. A couple of the notes that I put down is a shift versus a pivot, right? Like if I shift a shift in my approach, I'm still going the same direction. But if I pivot, boop, now I'm no longer going towards my goal, right? So two, two pivots could get me back on track, but one pivot or one turn takes me away from my goal. A shift means you've turned a little bit, reoriented yourself, and then headed to your goal because the path that you are currently on wasn't working. I love what Phil had just said, and I'm going to touch on this once again. He said, everything that, that happened before in life 
led to this point where I am now. Everything that you've gone through, everything that you're currently going through, it's all leading to one point in time. But you know what that point in time is? Right now. And the decision that you make right now will become part of your history that will lead to that next point in time, which will always be right now, the present moment. Are you present? Are you conscious of what is happening in that present state? Because when you are, you can make decisions that will help you overcome any obstacle, break through any mountain. You know, I, I mentioned earlier that the life of an overcomer sees a mountain in a different way. Some people look at a mountain and go, that's, that's huge. That's bigger than I want to attempt. That's, that's grandiose. Me, I look at it and I go, wow. I wonder what the view looks like from up there. And then I climb it. I climb the mountain and I sit on top. And I will be able to see the world in a way that most everybody watching this will never be able to see. Because I chose to climb the obstacle instead of say it's in my way. I said it's part of my path. Some people will sit at the bottom and never choose to climb. Others will choose not to climb and go around it. But there's a few, there's a select few who will say what I need is on the other side but I'm gonna climb my obstacle and I'm gonna get a view and a perspective that no one else will see, no one else will know. So are you an achiever? Are you an overcomer? Are you a, living a life of victory and joy in your life? If not, I encourage you, make sure that you listen to each one of these stories and journeys and ask yourself, what are they doing different than I am? I love the concept that if you can't swim, jump in a pool full of people who can, right? Jump in a pool full of people who can swim. You're gonna watch and learn how to swim or they're gonna come alongside you and they're gonna help you swim or they're gonna come up, grab you and throw you out and say, you don't know how to swim yet, don't do that. But if you wanna, if you wanna drown, jump in the pool with a bunch of people who don't know how to swim. They'll push you under trying to stay on top. All right. So if you want to achieve and, and, and enjoy life to be a life of victory, you have to have first have a lifestyle of overcoming. Okay. Let me say that again. If you want to live a life of victory, you must first have a lifestyle of overcoming. Did that sink in? Did that sink in? Are you, are you owning that for a minute? Do you have a life? Do you have a habit of overcoming the obstacles? If not, it's the reason you don't feel victorious every day when you wake up. Even when life hits me hard, when something happens and knocks my feet out from underneath me, I know one thing. I'm a victor on my butt, but I am a victor in this situation. And I get up and I push forward. 
I move faster, I move harder, I, I decide what I want and I go get it. And you have the power to do exactly the same. You have the power to break free of all of those things and become and do more. Hang on, this is Patrick. Hey, Patrick. You, uh, you ready for the call? Three o'clock central time. All right, we're we're on and we're live. We're just waiting for you to hop on the call. <laughs> you got the all right, we're we're getting him squared away here, folks. Just hang on just a second. Uh, no, it's the Zoom link that I sent you. So if you hop on the Zoom link, you can you can jump right in. But you might need to be off this call. All right. All right, I, I see somebody. There we go. All right. All right. Okay, just for fun. There you go. Show that picture with your camera off a second. Uh -huh. Turn your camera off. Everybody see that? That's the face of a man who's trying to figure out technology. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. All right, all right. <laughs> All right, everybody. So I told you he was coming and he's worth the wait. It is Patrick LaCour. He's a, a friend, brother in arms, um, another veteran like myself. But most of all, he's an amazing human being in which I am truly honored to have as a part of my life. Um, so Patrick, I'm going to go ahead. Brother, go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, uh, Pat, my name is Patrick LaCour. Um, and uh, Chad and I met online, which is where I'm finding I'm meeting a lot of amazing people. It's been it's been really great. Um, so a little bit of a little background about myself is uh, I grew up in uh, a family with two physicians as parents. So um, a little strict upbringing there, you know, always pushing towards going the medical route. And uh, yeah, that kind of that kind of that was the start of my whole path. Leads me led me to where I am now. Awesome. Um, yeah. So and my my parents. I don't know if you know this, Chad, but my parents are Haitian. Did, did I told you that? I shared that with you, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, they're they're they grew up in Haiti, so they had to overcome a lot of adversity themselves to get into medical field and be as successful as they are, you know, today. 
Right. Um, so you had a you had a pattern that you saw of overcoming in your life then. I did. I did. I don't know if it was. I wouldn't call it the healthiest pattern. <laughs> um, so I was. Uh, my my father was really really strict, but he was never really. I wouldn't consider him uh, uh, like a. He was an absentee father in that respect. It was more so uh, do this. Why aren't you doing this right? Pretty much kind of grew up with the idea that everything I was doing was not the best, was not right, you know, Mm -hmm. with his, from his perspective. So um, fortunately I had a mother who was less of a, not, was that, wasn't a narcissist. (laughs) So she helped me with the, you know, uh, with with that part of the parenting, I think, and she still continues to uh, support me in everything I do. She's she's definitely been one of the brightest lights in my life. Um, but with that with that said, that uh, I, I I believe that the majority of the decisions that we make in life uh, stem from the first few years and the relationships you build with your caregivers right because we're kind of downloaded that's where like our core beliefs stem from so kind of doing that self-analyzation on myself and um see like looking in the looking where i've gone and and how i've come to the point where i am now you know it's it's really uh been really eye-opening for myself so i've I feel like I've been on a constant um, journey of awakening and learning who I am, which I think the majority of us are, right? In some mm-hmm. one way, shape, or form. Um, but I think anal- kind of like looking within and analyzing your your relationship with your caregivers is extremely important in kind of like determining kind of how, why you do the things you do, um, uh, assessing your behaviors in life and the decisions you make in life as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that, just under- that kind of, no, go ahead. I was like, yeah, just, just understanding that that process is there has to help. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for a long time, I, I kind of denied it or I just <clears throat> didn't really... Uh, consider it you know I was always looking externally for like why is this happening or uh, you know look maybe looking at examples from other people like oh this worked for them so I'll do it it might work for me um, which ultimately may uh, brought me to the decision of joining the military right uh, I think uh, in retrospect I joined the military because I I wasn't really happy with what I was doing in my life. I was fairly successful. I graduated college. Um, I had a degree in occupational studies and commercial art, which kind of didn't pan out, but I still found, um, I still found a way to make a living in real estate. And I was doing pretty well, I was making good money, but I just wasn't, I never felt fulfilled, right? And joining the military was, I think my way of kind of like, no, um, being com- being comfortable knowing that my future was kind of dictated in a way, you know, and yeah. then and then during that, you're right, and then during that time I could 
maybe maybe figure it out along the way, you know. So um, and boy, did I had some really great experiences in the military, and I feel like I feel like a lot of those experiences, if I hadn't had them, uh, I'm you know I I don't think I would be in the position, especially the state of mind that I'm in today, which I'm extremely grateful for. Yeah, um, I mean. As I'm sure you can imagine, we've had a lot of experiences that the majority of people don't have, you know, and it either pushes you to become become comfortable with the uncomfortable and find ways to um, adapt, um, or you know, it can it can take you in the other route. Either way, it, it's going to teach you a lot about yourself. You know, those experiences teach you a lot about yourself, and I and I and I definitely learned a lot about myself. Um, as a matter of fact, shortly before I left the military, I had a significant shift in perception, as I like to call it. Um, <clears throat> at that time, I was in a real—I still didn't know kind of where I wanted to go. Uh, I I had a, a sense of no purpose. Um, really uh, depressed states at the, around that time. Um, and literally just uh, going to bed at night, being okay with not waking up in the morning, you know? So I was in that mindset, a really low point in my life. Yeah. Um, fortunately, I had an experience that's still, I still really can't explain to this day. Uh, there, but I, I literally woke up the next morning after a night like that with a, having done a complete 180, having like a real new understanding for life and, and, ha and having an innate purpose, even though I couldn't really define it with words, I knew like, you know, there's a reason, there's reasons that we're here. You know, there's, um, I, I, I lost the belief in coincidence coincidences you know um and and that's the moment when i started um looking actually going online and, and finding other people who have who've had similar similar experiences um speaking to them trying to figure it out you know um mm -hmm. but from a very different mindset very different perspective i was very i learned to embrace the fear of the unknown essentially you know right and uh and and <laughs> there's a saying in the military it's like embrace the suck and i really i think i finally um figured out what that meant <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah when they say that you look at you you're like what <laughs> yeah what why would, no. I, why would i do that i don't want to embrace yeah yeah but i don't want this any closer than it is <laughs> yeah so, um, so yeah, I just learned to really be, um, just really look forward to the unknown and really look forward to, to um, all the opportunities that might come my way, you know, every day and being really open with people and transparent and uh, not really, not really holding things in because, mm -hmm. you know, that's what that's what you've got 
to work with. So you should use it. Right. Right. I like, I, I like how you said, you know, you, you've learned to, uh, how'd you put it? Yeah. Embrace the unknown, you right. know, because you're the possibility. And I was like, that's, that's such a different perspective or even just a different approach than most people that we run into on a daily basis. They see the unknown and it's fearful because yeah. they don't know. So they're afraid of it. And I'm like, y'all get excited on Christmas. You don't know sure. what's in the box, yeah. but it's a world opportunity. Who said yeah. just because it's unknown, it has to be bad, right? right? Maybe you had that really bad uncle who had a, you know, like a stray cat in a box for Christmas or something. I don't know. But yeah, it's like everything that's unknown seems like such opportunity for me now. Like, oh, yeah, I've never that I'm excited to go talk. Yeah. And if you, and if you think about it, I, I guarantee you, if you look in the past, and you look at the, the decisions you've made that were based on no fact, no, no knowing, right? I guarantee you, those are probably the majority of those decisions are where all the magic happened in your life. Yeah. You know, so we can only connect the dots going back, right? We can never really, you know, we can't predict the future, you know, we, we don't know what's coming, but we can set our intentions and, and look in the past and, and see, kind of learn from, from our experience in the past, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, this whole thing with, with that's, and embracing the unknown is also embracing that fear. I'm not saying eliminate fear. I don't think it's possible to really eliminate fear. Um, but uh, I mean, what's the definition of courage? It's not, it's not eliminating fear and doing it anyway. It's actually doing it anyway, even though you are fearful. Right. I mean, what's courageous about doing something that doesn't scare you? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's blind adventuresome. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, because I, I love the fact that your, your approach to it is the fact that the unknown isn't some obstacle the unknown is a stepping stone to possibility absolutely you know and yeah. if, if we looked at everything that came at us as another step that got us closer to our future uh, possibility our potential our purpose being fulfilled that would change everything yeah Just, absolutely I mean, and these are steps, I mean, and you can't grow without it. I like the analogy of, of, of a plant when you plant a seed, all right? Think about this. You're planting a seed. The only way this seed can grow is if you shove it down into this dark place, right? It's not knowing what's around it, but what's around it is what's actually nourishing it. And for it to grow, it's got to go through certain adversity. It's got to push through that soil before it gets to the top, before it actually breaks free. And in a way, it's the same with us, right? We got to break through those fears, break through those barriers that, we, that we've developed or set up for ourselves in order to get to that next level, you know? Yeah, so cool thing with the planting is most, most plants will actually die if they don't have to push hard enough 
if you right. break them free out of the soil, they don't flourish. Um, exactly. That was a little gardening thing I learned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it shows yeah. the necessity of that of that push. You know, the the hard the heart is what shapes us and, and makes us able to do and fulfill our purpose. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I mean, going back, so going back to my story and when I, when I made that shift, um, of course, I was still in a place where I didn't really know what I wanted, but I had more an invite, an idea. And that idea was, so one of the, one of the realizations I came to as well uh, is which something I knew conceptually, but I never really took in as a belief, but it's it's the unity between everything and between us. And it's the illusion of separation that's been kind of, that I've been following in the past, right? I saw that pattern. It wasn't taking, it wasn't taking me to where I wanted to go. And that realization of there is no real separation, like, uh, you know, kind of what do you experience in your life is a reflection of your inner beliefs and, and, and your, um, you know, just your inner self, your inner world is reflected mm -hmm. externally. So, so what I came, the conclusion I came to is that I know this, I, I really want to help people. I, I find fulfillment in that. And um, so that coupled with my, uh, con I guess, conditioned upbringing had me go towards the medical route, right? <laughs> my parents were like, finally. <laughs> so uh, had me go towards the medical route. And um, I've had experiences where I've uh, worked in the mental health ward at the VA, uh, talking to, uh, to vets who suffered from PTSD, developing programs for them based around art, creativity, you know, which is huge. Um, you know, minimal counseling because I was a, I was just a student at the time, and um, uh, I've worked with you know patients who have suffered from strokes, trying to regain physical mobility, all those things, and seeing and seeing the benefit that you can be for other people, and not in only those ways. Like, that's just my personal experience, but in a multitude of ways, is truly rewarding, and I feel is like the one thing is as a human being that really feeds the soul you know mm -hmm. is being being able to help other people so that's kind of like been the direction that's what that's what's been directing me since that moment you know um so so yeah so uh that's i i try to help people as often as possible which is kind of like uh, put me into the path of those, my current endeavors, which we've talked about, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I just, the, the future just seems really bright. This, and this is, even with, even with everything that's happening globally, the pandemic, and since we were on the topic of fear earlier, you know, I think we got a real big dose of that as a collective, you know? Yep. Um, but I think that we're all, it also brought a lot of other things to the surface, uh, that needed to be brought to the surface as well. And, um, we're finding a lot more compassion and, um, empathy 
for one another now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, yeah. I think, yeah, as you'd say, the, the trials and the hardships that we go through, they're like a refiner's fire. You know, it'll burn off some things that don't need to be the bear, but it brings other things to the surface that we need to, to deal with. And we've got to enter, we've got to be willing to enter into those, those obstacles, those hardships, those trials in our life, or all that stuff will just stay inside. You know, yeah. we, we got to put ourselves in the fire sometimes. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it, I think it's just, a, it's a necessity to get to that next level. And uh, not only individually, of course, but but as a collective. So what what is what is this life of transition? Um, I see a, a recurring theme in everything that you keep saying. You keep saying that you do these transitions, but there's an underlying purpose behind what you're doing. Um, you mentioned your mom and dad were in the medical field, and there was that pressure, and there was that that framework that you were supposed to go into the but all the while, the one thing, no matter where you ended up, you always seem to have that underlying purpose of helping people. It was like underlying in all of the things that you did, there was that stream that says, I just want to help people in what I do. Yeah. You know, whether it was helping people find a home for their needs, whether it was in the military, helping in that aspect and serving in that, whether it be in the medical field or working with people in, in physical therapy or mental areas or your current direction that you're going right now. I know you're working in two different fields. You're Well, you're working in one field and you're working towards developing into another. And they're all in that aspect of serving others. Um, Absolutely. How do you think that underlying stream of purpose has directed you to, to overcome obstacles or to approach them in a different way? Well, um, I, it was that sense of purpose, you know, that, that defined sense of purpose, right? Um, you know, you mentioned the military. The, the, the idea of helping people was never really at the forefront of my mind until fairly recently, right, when I had that shift. But looking back, you said join the military. Looking back, the idea... Part of, the, part of the main reason why I did join the military was not only because of my own personal issues with life and finding my way, but was because I did fall into the belief of what we were doing was for the better good, right? So, that, I mean, that right. was the underlying uh, per reason why, you know, I joined the military. I was doing something good to help benefit other people. So, yeah, that's actually um, something I didn't, sp I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about but yeah thank you for for making <laughs> making that clear but i i think that now having that solid purpose of helping other people is uh is power enough to be able to wake up every day every day no or striving to change someone else's life for the better mm -hmm. right and I think, and I, and part of that is stemming from a belief that, like I mentioned earlier, our inner world is reflected in our outer world and what we experience, right, externally. When you can start looking at people as a reflection of yourself, 
right? And then eliminate that illusion of separation that I was talking about. No matter what is going on in their lives, no matter what kind of external uh, interaction that you have with one another, you know, you could, it could be, it could be a, a driver on, you know, everyone does the road rage thing, right? Someone cuts you off and you get upset. But when you, when you really sit yep. with yourself and think about it, <laughs> you, you have no idea what that person's going through. You don't know the layers on that person that he's going through. And when you see them as a reflection of yourself, just having another experiencing themselves through another perspective but at the core we're all the same i think that shift is huge and then knowing that and then putting your effort towards helping and benefiting other people to make their lives and experience better that in itself makes sense to me that that doing that makes yourself better it all comes around back to you right Mm -hmm. making your, yourself and your experience better in life and then you start attracting these experiences that just lift you up and are there for you to continue to grow right so i think i, I hope that answers your question does <laughs> yeah you, yeah you said, you said you started attracting experiences yeah you started attracting experiences so once you shift, okay, we can get into like quantum mechanics with this. This is, I like, I love bridging the gap between spirituality and science, right? But um, essentially, okay, take myself for example. So what I shared with you in the past, I was, I was, I was kind of like on this certain frequency up to a certain point. Everything in my life, like, like I said, externally, I was making good money. I was living, but I was unhappy. I was unfulfilled. I wasn't exposed or attracting those uh, experiences that could help me grow because I was stuck in this certain mindset, right? Uh, this certain um, kind of self-loathing, right? So that that in itself was that's the type that's the frequency I was attracted towards myself at the time. Those opportunities for growth weren't apparent to me because I wasn't resonating on that level right once i made the shift and started seeing everything as happening for me and not to me right um that's when you're you're you become more open and then you start seeing that that's when i mean that's what i mean about those those uh, experiences being attracted to you to help you grow or to help you help others in 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 turn helping yourself and those positive experiences that you want to attract to yourself so i use the word attract um but on on a certain level it's actually just being aware of those i i think those opportunities are around you all the time mm -hmm. but when you're when you're vibrating on a free on a, on those low levels those low vibrations you're not aware of those things you're not your your eye isn't open to isn't seeing that right until you raise that frequency raise that vibration then you start resonating and start seeing those opportunities come towards you right yeah it's like the the tooting forks 
If you Absolutely. take yes. with different frequencies and you tap one on one side of the room, it's going to sit there and vibrate at that frequency, but nothing's going to happen to the other one. But if you take two tuning forks of exactly the same frequency and you tap one on one side of the room, they'll both begin to vibrate. Because yeah. they have that, that connection. So, so that connection is through that frequency. And it's amazing how that frequency will, will attract and repulse. And look, you're right. We could go deep, but we only have a, you know, a day. Um. Right. <laughs> it's, but it's powerful. It's powerful. And I think, I think for me, for me, uh, uh, learning those scientific facts, like what we know for as fact, and then bridging it to the like ancient texts or ancient teachings. Uh, for me, that makes that makes a world of difference. So I know for some it doesn't matter, but for me, I, I love seeing the um, I love seeing the the bridge between those two things. Yeah. Right. Um, and it just it just makes it it just makes it so fascinating and exciting to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Still got you. Yep, I'm still here. Okay. Um, cool. So I know we, I know you yeah you didn't get a chance to get in here as soon as as you were trying, but. Um, You have an opportunity because I checked. We're we're actually being represented by viewers around the entire globe right now. You have you have a global audience. Um, being in that position, if there was one chance to share a message, what would that message be today? I would have to say. to simply just be kinder to one another, I think. I think that, um, I believe that we all have like unlimited potential within each and every one of us. Um, but imagine what we could do as a collective, you know? And I think that starts with um being kinder with one another and and trying to get away from those uh layers that we've piled on ourselves uh throughout our lives you know a practice i enjoy doing and i and i would recommend it for uh everyone who's watching is when you get when you start having like a negative emotion, for example, anger, especially if it's towards another person, uh, anger, sadness, whatever it is, any undesirable emotion, try to try to separate the thought from the emotion. You know, try to separate the thought from the emotion and sit with the sensation of that emotion, and realize that. Um, I think you'll come to the realization that uh we, we we can definitely se like separate ourselves from these thoughts and kind of see a deeper truth uh in the connection between 
each other, if that makes any sense. And hopefully it does. Yeah, it does. But I think if you yeah, sit with yourself, yeah. The nice thing is just sitting it does with yourself. and replay it and do it again. <laughs> yeah, just listen to this over and over again. <laughs> you'll, you'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, separate the thought from the emotion and realize that we have a lot more power than you might believe, you know? And and again, there. I don't believe there there is no separation in anything. Science is actually, science is something that'll tell you that as well. There's no separation between anything and anyone. So um, start bringing that to the forefront, to the prefrontal cortex and start being aware of that on a consistent basis. Practice, pra everything's a practice, right? Practice that. And I can almost guarantee you that your life is going to improve in some way if you start practicing yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, one final yep. question. I love asking this of everybody that I interview. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. If you could if you could pick one person throughout the entirety of the entire world from creation to present, and you could choose that one person to have a meal, what would you cook and where would you eat it? <laughs> oh. Wow. Okay. I didn't see that going there. Okay. What would I cook? <laughs> Where would I eat it? Ooh. You know, I think, I think I would cook a nice salmon dish. Salmon. I'm going to go with fish. I'm going to go with fish on this one. All right. I'm going to go with fish, salmon, salad, dish, where we would eat it. Hmm. A I, I don't have a specific location, but it'd have to be, a, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a pleasant mountainside on a mountain. Oh, Switzerland. Those beautiful plains you see in Switzerland, the mountains, that would be a beautiful spot. We'd have great conversation. Let me tell you, I still don't have a specific person in mind. <laughs> but um, but it just sounds really nice to me. I'll really nice, yeah. It sounds good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is there is there anything else that you you want to to share with anybody? How could you know if they have any questions? Are you open for them to to reach out and say hello? Absolutely. I'm always open for people to reach out, say hello. If you have any questions for me whatsoever, I'd love to give you my perspective on it. Awesome. Awesome. Always open Matt, that I up. just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I know you got a lot going on. Uh, two different yeah. businesses. Thank you. I really I want I want to I want to thank everyone for their patience for the first uh, 12 or so minutes that I couldn't get on. Sometimes I can be a little hindered Techno technologically so well that's all right when you go back and watch the replay you'll see what they really had to deal with for that 12 minutes <laughs> okay <laughs> all right thank you patrick we really appreciate you here all right As thank you guys, chad go ahead give us the comment let us know why he picked the salmon and why he picked that location and then if you feel this benefits someone share it out we'll talk to you guys soon remember there's greatness in you now go share that greatness with the world
And as always, we want to end off the show by giving a shout out to our good friends. We have a couple wonderful people, Josh and Nikki, over at Good Karma Business. You can find them on Facebook. Look up Good Karma Business and you will find out some of the most amazing organic strategies to grow and enhance your business in Facebook today. Make sure that you reach out to them and touch base with them. We just want to say thank you for all your amazing leadership and your encouragement and just leading with exceptional content and integrity online today. Thank you much, folks. We'll see you all soon. Have an amazing day, and we'll see you next time.